0: my a surprise, guided by a plan for complete domination
1: of the vi-aun. Like the veil grows thin as the undead begin to rumble from their sleep and shuffle towards the kettle. A cup of tea and a slice of brack is on the menu tonight, followed shortly by the souls of the maskless. Welcome back to Paranormal Hotline, the weekly paranormal podcast where we discuss spooky specters and what happens to you after you take a walk home from a dance. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-host Ashin. Hello. Ashin Oak. Trust here in an Oak. Did you get abducted by a gorgeous woman on a horse this week, Ashin?
0: Not this week. Still waiting out on it.
1: Shame. Maybe someday. You'll fulfill Maybe your someday. name's sake. Is that, is it, that is It's that
0: it is? pretty much. It's the way I want to go.
1: Yeah. It's the way everyone wants to go. I wonder if, like a mod- the modern tale of you know O'Shea and Tyrone, I would be like a woman shows up on her- on a motorbike, <laughs> a motorbike,
0: <laughs> the motorbike that can just drives into the water. sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a jet
1: ski. It's fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's what that, that's one motorbike I'm not getting on.
1: That's the cautionary tale of this episode. If Elon Musk asks you to get on a motorbike that can travel on water, don't do it. So this week on the podcast, we're going to be taking a bit of a dive into the origin of Halloween. I know we covered a podcast similar to this a few years ago where we did one on, like, you know, traditions around Halloween, like the jack-o'-lantern, why it's called that. But this one's kind of more based on where Halloween came from and the location origin of Halloween. A place I rarely hear anyone talk about, but myself and Asheen visited it last year on Halloween And we'll be spending this Halloween there again. So I'm really excited to talk about this because I just don't ever hear anybody talk about it. And it's such a significant place.
0: Yeah, it's a little secret, I think.
1: It is a little bit, which is sad because I feel like it shouldn't be. I'm talking about a place called Slotka or an easier name for our American audience is the Hill of Ward. The Hill of Ward was of major significance to ancient Ireland and the Celtic traditions. And it is the first place to have ever celebrated Halloween with a fire festival. So it was the first kind of place that really had like a celebration for Halloween. Without this place, we wouldn't have trick or treating, bobbing for apples, dressing up in costumes, or Michael Myers. There'd be no Halloween yep. without the Tloktka. It's a really hard name to say. How's it spelled? Tloktka. T L A C H T G A. Tloktka, yeah. Yeah, Tloktka.
0: It's, it's like a, you pronounce the first, but you have to do a. So do a almost skip. like a click yeah
1: yeah. I speak Irish and I still find that you need a mouthful like of porridge different.
0: to really say it like
1: <laughs> you need that stickiness <laughs> in your mouth yeah so it was originally the Celtic festival of Samhain and the Irish originally did not have like 12 months in a year it wasn't like the calendar like we know it now this is pre-Christianity and there was only four seasons in Ireland so there was Samhain Bealtaine Lunasa and Imbolc and they represented the turning of the seasons so you had winter spring, summer and autumn Pretty much all you needed. What's the need? Like, why'd you need 12, you know? And these were all very important times of the year for farmers and such. It was kind of like what to expect. So you had your harvest, your, you know, you had your winter where nothing really grew. uh, Your spring and then your summer. So obviously it was very important for farmers. So this is all they kind of kept track of. It's very strange uh, when you dive into like the ancient, ancient religions and how they didn't really believe in like 12 months or even like linear time like
0: it's almost like time, time is an illusion
1: it is like it's weird they didn't believe in time as in like future or past there wasn't really any of that there was just like now and if somebody was dead they weren't considered gone and in the past it's just like they're still here it's very strange and hard to wrap your head around once you've been taught linear time but th- this yeah. is the way it was like
0: I think we, we still maintain a bit of that and it kind of gives us an advantage about thinking about it because You know, if you say to someone, oh, yeah, I'll I'll be there in five minutes. It's it's never five minutes. (laughs) What is five minutes, really? (laughs) Uh, It's it's just a point in the future. But
1: what is the future, Um, Ashin?
0: I don't know. It's not now.
1: They all kind of represented like a feast. So a feast was always held at each time of the year, each turning of the year. Um, The feast for Samhain is the one we know today as Halloween. And that's the (laughs) Samhain that we keep covering. That is uh, (laughs) often pronounced Samhain. Samhain. We cover it so much. It's so funny how often we talk about sound. It was a pre-Christian festival that began at sunset on the 31st of October and ran until sunset on the 1st of November and was first celebrated, as I said, in Tlactica. The very first festival for sound was a fire festival. So the Celtic people would like massive bonfires that were known as tinacnav, which literally translates as fire. Mm-hmm. Joffrey Keating was the 17th century archaeologist in Ireland and he said, The fire at Tluxia was instituted, at which it was their custom to assemble on the eve of Samhain to offer sacrifices to all the gods. It was of obligation under penalty of fine to quench fires of Ireland on that night. and The men of Ireland were forbidden to kindle fires except for that fire. So on Halloween 9, you weren't allowed to light a fire. You had to extinguish all fires before Halloween, and the only fires that were allowed to light were from the bonfire. So you had to go and get your fire from the bonfire and bring it back home and light it in the fireplace. And that was your fire that's for like the winter. You just keep that fire going. I think that's
0: very cool. You know, it there's the a really community cool. thing about it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it sucks if you live halfway across, like on the other <laughs> side of the country, how <laughs> are you going to get fired that night? I assume you could get one from like your local bonfire, but your local traditionally bonfire, yeah. you had to get it from Slotka. So I assume maybe somebody would go to Slotka, get a fire, bring it to their village, light a bonfire with that fire, and it would kind of pass on. I assume that's how it would work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the country was so like it was kingdoms, really. So I'm not it sure. Was so
1: yeah, separated. It was uh, very chopped. <laughs> it was. It's something that
0: you need to take up with your local bonfire committee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wish we had a local bonfire committee. Bonfires are now illegal in Ireland, uh, which is really upsetting, considering it's such a huge part of our culture.
0: It's because people kept on throwing tires on them.
1: I wonder if it was more than that, but yeah, people were misbehaving. But that was kind of part of the crack as well, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you could actually get fined if you if you did if you didn't put a fire out if you had a fire lit, and. uh <laughs> Isn't that? It's just mad. <laughs> so yep. now we've gone from you can get fined for having a bonfire <laughs> versus
0: <laughs> <No. laughs> having a fire fired, in your house. Don't.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: a regular fire.
1: But uh, yeah, you weren't allowed to extinguish the flame either. So when you got the flame from the the bonfire you weren't allowed to extinguish it and I think this is where the superstition around extinguishing the jack-o'-lantern comes from so Mm -hmm. we were always told that it was bad luck to like blow out the candle on Halloween night you had to kind of let it go out itself and I wonder if that's where that came from
0: wouldn't be surprising
1: yeah it's pretty cool but that was actually in trick-or-treat as well have you ever seen the movie trick-or-treat but in that Sam the little the little boy with the pumpkin head killed somebody because they blew out their candle before Halloween night was over
0: (laughs) that's what you get yeah, that's so what that you dates can.
1: all the way back to the bonfires at Tzlochka, which yeah. is
0: really if someone, cool. if someone blows out your candle, stab them.
1: Stab them. Stab them. Please don't actually stab people. We cannot be held responsible for actual stabbings.
0: I'm not responsible, but you should still stab them.
1: So tradition has it that druids lit a huge bonfire on the hill of Tzlochka, and burning torches were then carried to every other household during the night. So yeah, they would carry it to every other place uh, around the country. I assume that would happen. The Hill of Toctiga is about 13 miles away from the Hill of Tara, and the Hill of Tara is where the High King of Ireland would have been for the celebrations. And apparently, they'd be able to see the bonfire from that distance, and they'd know the festivities had begun. So they just kind of. And an well, you out. would. Yeah. Um, I think Toctiga was so close to the Hill of Tara that it really doesn't get the historical recognition it deserves.
0: Definitely overshadowed, I would think.
1: Yeah, especially because there's the Hill of Tara, which is where all the High Kings of Ireland were, and everybody goes there to see all the historical right. stuff. And then you have, as well, the uh, Newgrange Monument, which is mm. huge as well. Which, I'm not taking away from Newgrange. They're both, like, extremely important historical sites. But Tlotskia is just kind of forgotten, because it's so close to these places we're that nobody bothers going there. <laughs> yeah, it's but there could be more. You could say the same about either of those places, though. They could just be fields. But they're done up to be all cool Yo, and nice. And Tyra
0: has a has a visitor center, though.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, why can't Toxica mm. have a visitor? Center? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice, little, even just like some sort of recognition. Like we went there last <laughs> year, and it was fairly barren, and that was on Halloween Day. <laughs> yeah. You know, there wasn't. There was like one other person, and I think he was just going for like a jog. <laughs> I don't even think he was there for the historical reasons.
0: We were just there in our, in our robes. Showing I would say up there was
1: that one turnip that somebody had carved and placed on the monument that was in the middle of the field, with yep. loads of conkers around it and a few berries. That was really nice. That was a really nice yep. gesture.
0: Um, it was an excellently carved turnip. Yes, incredibly unnerving. Which is what you want.
1: <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah, yeah. So the legend goes that during the time of the Tuatha Day Dana, the very ancient gods that were like the, is Pantheon the right word? The Pantheon of Irish mythology?
0: Ah, they were a big family or something anyway.
1: Yeah, they were like the big gods of Irish mythology. They are also what inspired the elves of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. The elves not really re-
0: but it makes sense
1: yeah the elves from Lord of the Rings are based on the Dé Danann, which is which is really cool which, which is why it bothers me that in the new Lord of the Rings series the elves don't have Irish accents but during the time of the Dé Danann, the hill took its name from a sun goddess called Tlachtga which is obviously the name of the hill she was the daughter of the druid Ruith. in one of the legends Tlachtga died giving birth to three sons Dorb, Kuma and Mocht. they were triplets and they all had different fathers <laughs> and she died on the hill of Ward and she's buried under the hill. She was kind of like a giant goddess kind of figure. So,
0: Is that why the area is so lumpy? That's is what that I like-
1: thought, right? I actually wrote that down. Mm. I was like, because when you arrive at Soxica, you see the kind of like ring forts on the ground where the fort used to be. But the entire time I was there, like I knew the giant goddess had been buried there and I just like kept thinking <laughs> yeah. that it was her, like they just done a really shallow grave on this giant woman.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> That's all I get picture. I was thinking like, it more
0: like she became part of the earth sort of thing, you know?
1: maybe but i was just yeah. <laughs> I, my imagination was running wild it felt so disrespectful <laughs> standing on this goddess there's like a surprising amount of important female gods in irish mythology which is really cool like mm-hmm. the majority of them are female and like the strongest among them are female as well which is really cool when we had like the celtic revival um we had a lot of like characters that weren't so uh as important as they're made out to be like we have Chulainn mm-hmm. and fionmakul and stuff that are we all learn about in the school and stuff but there's so many characters that we never learn about that are female characters
0: yeah when you go back
1: they really really kind of pushed any of the male characters that they could find so recent archaeological excavation at talked suggests this ancient hill was used for feasting and ceremonies from the late bronze age so around 1200 500 bc through to the early medieval period like that's a long ass time like festivals were held here possibly before the start of the roman empire and the bonfires <laughs> and feasting continued for like a thousand years in this one spot every year they would celebrate halloween which is just crazy
0: one thing is always has surprised me is like how old like things in that area are anyway like Newgrange is like yeah what? new grange is older than the pyramids
1: <laughs> yeah that blows my mind every time i say it new grange is older than the pyramids like and everybody always goes to the pyramids for like these amazing arc like they are like i'm not taking away from the pyramids mm-hmm. the oh, pyramids absolutely. are amazing but uh, it's just crazy that you never really hear people talk about Newgrange and it's got like like astrologically aligned and it's crazy. It kind of gets overlooked a lot.
0: Astronomically aligned. I didn't write this well, down. It, it, it's, it's aligned with like the, the solstice and such. Like the Yeah, it, the summer the, solstice. The, passage, the winter solstice, the passage tomb gets lit up.
1: Is it the winter and, like, or the summer?
0: The winter, I thought, because it's always very cold when it happens it's like the shortest day of the year
1: yes you're right yeah yeah, yeah. it's in uh, december i also sent you a picture of what it looked like when it was a hill fort if you want to take a look at <laughs> oh, it
0: i have a look at that now it's just
1: a, a drawing of what it would have looked like it explains oh, the yeah. rings
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it was like i was walking up and down over those
1: yeah yeah but that's what it would have looked like that's where they would have had their little festivals
0: that's party central like.
1: it is party central it's literally medieval party central if you are enjoying the podcast you can help it out we have the Patreon up and running and it directly helps us. You get access to our Discord where we are always chatting and posting additional spooky stuff and spooky memes. That's at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take long and it does go a long way to help. You can also follow us on Spotify. That helps us out and makes your life easier too. We are also on Twitter where you can follow to stay up to date and see other spooky things we post. That's at HL. We are also on Instagram now, which is uh, just Paranormal Hotline. And uh, we're always poking, posting spooky stuff there, too, if you want to take a look at that. All right, So this is great. <laughs> I think you're really going to love this. This kind of made the episode for me. So there were many okay. gatherings held here, but one particular interesting one was held by the Oradry, or the High King of Ireland, uh, Rory Ua Conv- Concarbar He held a massive festival there in the year 1168. It must have been a mad sesh because he invited a man called Mugruth. And you might have noticed earlier that I said Mugruth was Tlachtka's father. Mm -hmm. So he was a druid. He was a larger than life blind druid of monster. That's where we're from. (laughs) Yep. And he lived in Valencia Island, um, just off County Kerry. He had like supernatural abilities. (laughs) Just these insane... He was apparently in some in some cases he was recorded as being completely blind. In other cases he was reported as being blind in one eye, and he lost his eye in the Alps. Okay. Yeah. I- um Mugruth, he had supernatural abilities, like I said, and he could grow to enormous size. So he could kinda just like increase how big he was, like Ant Man. <laughs> um and his breath could cause storms and turn men to stone. Okay. He wore a hornless bullhide and a bird mask with the feathers on it so they'd have like the wings coming off of the mask with this hornless bullhide over his head. So I assume he kind of looked like a bit of a plague doctor kind of thing going on. Something, yeah. Yeah. And this is the part that gets me, right? So he had an ox-driven chariot in which night was as bright as day. Okay. star speckled black shield with a silver rim. And a stone which could turn into a poisonous eel when thrown into the water. He was recording as having a chariot as well that could fly, with nothing okay. pulling it, well, just kind of this contraption that could fly around the place. Sounds like a spaceship to me, man.
0: Sounds like a spaceship.
1: This sounds like a spaceman with a spaceship gave birth to this massive daughter, and she invented Halloween. It's all here. I'm not like I'm not making that up.
0: <laughs> That's a good take
1: I've got my tinfoil hat on
0: I wasn't prepared you know you didn't tell me I'd expect any of this tinfoil hat is not on <laughs> brainwaves are being read by the it's authorities
1: uh, he was also apparently the man who killed John the Baptist
0: <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> um, like, how uh, many like years the, in the difference there like
1: yeah yeah there's there's a good few years apparently he died <laughs> in like <laughs> he died in like 2500 BC and John the Baptist wasn't for like another 2,000 years but like I, but some people reckon that the Catholic Church actually wrote that to make him look like a bad guy because people loved him
0: oh. but I think it
1: makes him look like a badass <laughs> <laughs> he
0: isn't badass uh, some King people also sesh, reckon like. he's
1: like yeah <laughs> some people reckon he's also like a timeless so that he kind of like yeah he can disappear um, which makes sense because his daughter was also like a god wasn't she I mean if he rocks up
0: with like a flying car from the future
1: you know yeah (laughs) I like to think that the alien that kills John the Baptist is the alien that gave birth to a woman who invented Halloween it's all coming together like
0: (laughs) this is a spicy hot take
1: (laughs) it's all connected man (laughs) I feel like Charlie from that episode of Always Sunny (laughs) (laughs) like like I'm connecting the dots here man
0: (laughs) the cork board is going hard
1: yeah like that's the kind of shit I want to see at a fire festival though you know the bit that makes me laugh is like his oxen driven chariot in which night was as bright as day like this had dude lights. had a flashlight <laughs> <laughs> and it blew people's but, minds
0: you know like the two of the Danon though like yeah they're described in you know, the chronicle they show up in like, arriving in flying boats
1: yeah 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 and they like some of them even disappeared into the clouds didn't they
0: but without without you know derailing this for uh you know an ancient aliens episode or something
1: no 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 we have to go in that direction now that's exactly what i wanted i'm just saying aliens invented halloween like it's right there <laughs> How's nobody made this connection before? Seriously. I was reading it and I was like, seriously having like a mind blown moment. <laughs> I was like, this man is an alien. He's flying around in a spaceship. He flew around Europe in 2500 BC. Yeah, but he was Thlopka's father and she actually used to fly around with him in his flying machine. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just never gonna sleep again. <laughs> yeah, so October 31st marked the end of the Celtic year and it was pretty much a New Year's celebration. And one thing that was very popular at this time of the year was divination. There are many different ways that people would try to predict the future. Either to see how the next year would be for the weather or how their animals would fare. Uh, but one I've seen the most is trying to figure out who you would marry. Especially for young girls, this was really, really popular. Apparently the Catholic Church hated the divinations. They tried to <laughs> stop people from doing it, but like nobody would. Uh, everyone just kept doing it. Like Even up until today, we still do it like the most popular form of divination is still very much practiced today and that would be the baron brack yeah that i mentioned at the start of the episode so for anyone who's not familiar or doesn't know what a baron brack is it's kind of like a type of fruitcake like you still up some well, there's different ways you can make it but essentially it's just a fruit cake, and the divination comes into it in the form of a ring coin or cloth now it differs depending on where you are or what you your family kind of practices. The most common bracket that you can buy in a shop would normally just have a ring in it. So you just have like, you, you just the ring. So if you got the ring, it was a sign that you would be married this year. Or we were always told that you'd be the first in the group who ate the cake to get married. Not hmm. necessarily that year, probably because we were kids. They didn't want to be like, oh, you're yeah, seven now, cool. you're getting Ye- married. <laughs> next to
0: be married, yeah, it was kind of the, yeah, the next fun version married. of it. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. The coin would indicate wealth, this year and a cloth would mean you'd be poor. So you wanted to avoid the cloth, mostly because people would just torment you. You would just get bullied for having the cloth. I remember one year we had the barn brack and uh, my cousin swallowed the ring. Oh my god. She took a bite out of it and like didn't feel it in her throat until it was too late. She'd swallowed it.
0: How's the uh, how's the marriage going?
1: She's not married yet, so oh. we'll see how that but goes when she
0: does. I remember um my dad was telling me that, you know, they're used to it. sometimes there was other stuff back in the day as well there's like, loads of in. things there's like the stick there used to be a stick there's and a stick you'd like, you wouldn't get on well with the wife
1: there's a bean there's a pea yeah there's a whole bunch of different things um, there were so many that I actually just couldn't include it because there's the <laughs> like string, so many things that I'd, yeah so many things that I like never heard of like I'd never heard of the pea before have you ever heard of that or the uh, bean
0: but I remember the stick because it was like <laughs> oh, you know you'll argue with the wife
1: yeah imagine getting a stick that's nasty yeah it was also believed that if a girl stole and ate a salted herring before bed her future husband would appear in a dream and offer her a glass of water <laughs> she's um, thirsty yeah there's a whole bunch of mad ones like that like I wonder how many people had salted herrings stolen on Halloween night from them by thirsty girls <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's so funny to me <laughs> I like think you have specific, to make yourself thirsty before going to bed so that someone will appear in your dream and offer you a glass of water.
0: It's a metaphor.
1: Uh, Halloween was also a good time for casting spells, and one spell was to make the dead appear and answer questions for you. So not just, like, the spirit of someone who's dead. Like, their whole body would return, apparently. For this, you would sprinkle blood... All right, this is what I read, okay? But I can't make heads or tails of it. Sprinkle blood on the body when it rises, because dead spirits love blood, apparently... Uh, The color excites them and gives them power for a short time. Do you have to have the dead body, or do you just like summon it somehow and then sprinkle blood on it? Oh,
0: it's like it shows up and you give it the offering. Like
1: I think so. I think that's what it is. But I don't like that the whole body probably be more friendly. Yeah, so there was also a spell that you could cast that would give you invisibility. So, for this spell, a man must go out at midnight on Halloween night and collect the seeds of a fern. He must then place 13 plates atop the other with a cloth between each one. The seeds were then shaken on top of the plates, but on Halloween night, the seeds would pass through the plates all the way to the bottom plate, and the cloth on the bottom was kept and could give you the ability to turn invisible. Now, I don't really understand how that works. (laughs) Um...
0: I'm sure it's Halloween. Halloween physics. It's
1: Halloween magic. I think you should try it, Oisin.
0: Yeah, let's go for it. We'll we'll do it. We'll we'll do it live.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> out but, out in the like.
1: Yeah. Um. To me, it sounds. It just sounds like a ye old prank on somebody who's like an idiot. <laughs> like I hear uh, you go out and look for some fern seeds, and then they go out looking for some fern seeds, and then they got to stack up thirteen plates, and then like do this whole thing, and then you can
0: is. No short order, like
1: that's a lot of plates. I feel like you'd need to go to the neighbors' house and ask for their plates too.
0: Yeah, because you know how much you're gonna have, you're gonna depend on the size of the family.
1: Yeah, I suppose I don't even have 13 plates, I'd say I have like five max.
0: Can you imagine that now? You're headed out into the field and you're carrying them all and you're making an awful racket, <laughs> and then next you have to stack them up after you find your seeds, they'd be laughing at you back home. Yeah, like oh, yeah, there's the invisibility spell. Go on,
1: <laughs> who wrote this down though? Like, who keeps <laughs> track of this stuff too? it must be it must have been popular you know you could also get evil spirits to help you on halloween night if mm-hmm. you could find a briar that was rooted on both ends so it was like a little arch and crawl through okay, it yeah yeah then you could command the ghost armies like aragorn did in lord of the rings <laughs> apparently excellent you can get like specifically evil spirits to do your bidding <laughs> like not the good ones the evil ones. You just got to find a briar that's rooted on both ends. But sure, like, if you find that during the year, then you can just keep note of it and then come back there on Halloween night. Yeah. And boom.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> your your rise to power.
1: Yeah, but Halloween was also a time of, remem- of remembrance. It was believed that the souls of the departed families could return for the night, so your family members would come back to you for the night. Mm-hmm. A chair close to the fire was left empty for them all night so you'd kind of like leave a chair next to the stove or the fire empty and when you're going to bed that night you throw on extra fuel for the fire for them before going to bed just as if they're still there kind of yeah which is really a nice tradition i actually really like that one yeah it's a good one is there any traditions you want to add in actually bin bags you're gonna have to specify
0: it's much more recent after the discovery of plastic tradition yeah.
1: Yeah Halloween in Ireland is a bit strange Uh, The costumes kind of have changed A lot over the years Mostly it was people who would make their own masks and stuff When they were kids Like obviously before shops and stuff were around Or that would would be like the only
0: part of the costume you'd buy Is like some plastic mask
1: Yeah within recent years Like like when you can go to a shop and buy a costume You'd get like this horrible plastic mask That would cost Like when we were younger like a couple of pence And you would get a bin bag
0: (laughs) Yeah Bin bags all the and way, and you'd wrap
1: it around your your chest, your neck like a like a cape, and that was your yep. costume. And everyone was delighted. I remember like wearing that going into school and stuff.
0: I'll I'll dig out an old photograph of me wearing my bin bag costume, and I'll stick it up online.
1: There are many traditions from Ireland that were revol- revolved around Halloween. Like this episode has only been a snapshot of what people went through. A bunch of the traditions transferred to over to America when the Irish emigrated there and they have like trick-or-treating bobbing for apples although the term trick-or-treating is definitely an American one like I remember my mm. mother and my grandmother telling me that when they were younger they didn't say you know trick-or-treat when they went trick-or-treating they'd just say auntie for Halloween
0: yeah and for
1: Halloween auntie for Halloween yeah. which would mean anything yeah. for Halloween <laughs> so you'd knock on a door and like you wouldn't even get like you'd be lucky if you got sweets or like chocolate or anything you'd mostly just get coins or fruit
0: monkey nuts
1: monkey nuts or nuts yeah Jesus Christ We used to get hammer nuts when we were younger. Do you remember them? Hammer nuts? (laughs) We just called them hammer nuts because you need a hammer to open them.
0: Oh, like they were like the hard something.
1: shell ones. Anything yeah, that yeah. required a hammer to open was called a hammer nut. <laughs> you'd separate it, you separate your piles into these are the hammer nuts and these are the monkey nuts. Raisins uh,
0: as well. You'd get raisins. I remember
1: raisins. Definitely remember fruit and I definitely remember coins. Like you'd have the few pounds in the bottom of the bag back when we had pounds. Sometimes, yeah. A little bit of change from somebody who had run out. <laughs> Maybe this year you can bake a barn brack or carve a turnip or do something to honor the old Celts that brought us this wonderful holiday and who celebrated it for such a long ass time by lighting fires on the hill of tlapka me and Oshin will be there this year so we'll be taking pictures and posting it on the instagram if you want to take a look at what it looks like you can also just google it and take a look but it is seriously a really cool really cool spot and if you ever are over in ireland or if you're from ireland you should check it out i think it deserves more more recognition than it gets for sure so thank you for listening to this episode and we'll be back next week with our spooky halloween episode Uh, Next week in the podcast, Arshin will be covering the Banshee. The Bansheeda.
0: The the long-awaited episode about a Banshee.
1: Yeah. We've
0: talked about it so much. Yes,
1: we talk about it a lot. (laughs) Like, way more than we should.
0: uh, I just want to advise everyone to give out really... First, well, I was just thinking about it just there. What? We used to have bonfires and we used to all dress in plastic bags. That is how are we still going that's besides the point uh,
1: but the, the plastic bags like, were flammable
0: <laughs> yeah highly flammable like.
1: yeah definitely they definitely like smelled like on petrol fire. as well yeah <laughs> cannot have been good um,
0: for us. aside from that uh, tell everyone just to stock up on nuts to give to trick-or-treaters don't it's incredibly no, don't disappointing to receive but it's an important part of the tradition <laughs> it's not
1: it's not don't give nuts get the best like disappoint Reese's the pieces, children. full-size chocolate bars that you can get because that's what kids want man nobody wants
0: monkey nuts fucking monkey nuts, monkey like. nuts. <laughs> you know what's mad i actually hate peanuts, but if i have to shell them myself like the, the monkey nuts love them that's weird maybe you just don't like salt i love salt
1: anyway <laughs> <laughs> You're a weirdo, Sheen.
0: I resemble that comment.
1: Yeah, that's everything we have for this week. So we'll see you next week, guys. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.